the last game that Juan Arrive played was in Anaheim. It was about 100 degrees. The grass is about that tall. Mike Trout hit one of the hardest balls I've ever seen. And it hit Jose and it hit Arrive in a bad place. Mm. Um, and the next day, there's like a viral, there's a viral tweet of mine from back then. Um, and somebody just retweeted to me like two weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, and the, the quote from Juan Arrive was like, I don't wear a cup because they don't want to make one big enough for me. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> It's true. It was the last play he really ever played, and Jose Ramirez took off and became Jose Ramirez. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to me, Casa. Make yourself at home. Do your do. Welcome to my pad. This your lab. Go create your move. This episode is brought to you by Subway. What's good, everybody? It's 99 miles per hour with Percy Garner. And if you're new here, thank you for joining us. And uh, if you're enjoying the content, please subscribe and like. And of course, hit that notification bell uh, so you'll be notified the next time we upload a video or the next time we go live because we do that sometimes around here. Uh, but uh, today we got a, a guest that I'm excited to have on the show. Um, you know, we gonna get into that in a second, but you know, I gotta do some household things uh, to make sure we keep the lights on in this thing. Um, <laughs> let me thank our sponsors uh, for this podcast, and that is Peterman Plumbing and Subway. We appreciate both you guys for supporting the podcast and making it possible, so I get to sit on here and run my mouth and talk to some cool people. And uh, yeah, if you guys are looking for pitching tips, uh, we do that here on this page as well. I also have a Discord. Uh, the link will be down in the description. Make sure you click that and uh, join the baseball community that I'm building. And yes, we focus on pitching, but we, you know, I'm trying to get some people in there that know something about hitting. So, because that's that's not my expertise. So <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, but today uh, we have uh, a guest that, you know, I actually sat on a uh, interview with uh, on TV and said some things, and uh, you know, it didn't didn't come to fruition, but. It's all good. We were, we were close. We were a couple of pitches away. Um, but this person I learned about, you know, cause I thought I was the only dual sport athlete that really had the skills, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this person was all Ohio running back also played baseball as well. I cause I was going to, I got to get into that. Uh, but yeah. played, was a four year letter baseball, uh, a four year letterman in baseball. Also hall of fame at Akron St. Vincent, St. Mary's. If you guys weren't aware, that's where, you know, LeBron with the schools uh, as well. And, uh, the big one, which, I knew, but I just didn't know how many times. Five-time Emmy winner uh, as a part of the Guardians broadcast. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Andre Knott. How we doing, Andre? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Hey, man, you killed on the open. <laughs> I, um, I'm so proud. I messed with you, and I will throughout this because I love you. Um, I, I, it's funny because when somebody, I'm not used to somebody talking about me. Um, and it's almost because like almost through most of my career, you try to you try to, you know, this is like in your career, you're trying to keep doing things because you can't, you know that you can't sit upon what you did 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you strike a guy out and it's like, if you go over to the dugout and you start feeling yourself, there's some guy in that other dugout that's like, I'm going to turn that around. Yep. And that's kind of what, it's kind of what I've been living off of, but I'm proud of what you're doing and where you're at. Well, I appreciate that. And that's one of the things I noticed about you. And, you know, I was like, let me learn a little bit more about Andre because obviously I know, you know, he's great in front of the camera, funny dude, a, a joy to be around. 
And uh, that's, I kind of feel like that's what people would say about me. I'm always trying to have a good time. I'm positive. And, you know, I saw that in you and I was like, oh, that's what's up. You know, it's amazing. And the in relationship, which we're going to get into yes. that you have with the players is, is so cool too. So, uh, but before we get into that, I just, you know, kind of want to catch up, you know, obviously you got a beautiful family and, uh, you know, yes. you post, uh, uh, some stuff on, uh, on social media that I see and I'm like, man, that's so dope. How's everybody going, like doing at home? Family good? Family. Yeah. Family is good. Um, as you know, when you're in this, and I'm going to say, as you know, a lot, but, um, as a father, um, there, no matter what business you work in or what you do, you have to find times to, to make moments special for your kids. I know you do that. Um, and for me being in the, in the setting that we're in with baseball and like, I know the next five months are going to be very just hectic because that's how the schedule goes. Um, we just did spring training together and my kids are 10 and eight and they got to do two and a half weeks. And like, and I've had like Tom Hamilton and people like that, that have gone through the rigors of a season that kind of tell me, man, like appreciate when they just are cool with coming to Arizona and swimming in the pool, <laughs> you yeah, know, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and my kids, and it's true, you know, like we all go through this. So. I'm just there. We're in a great place, man. But I, once again, I'm not going to sit here and like, you know, like I like I like the last day they were in Arizona. I'll tell the story real quick. Um, I told my daughter that she got good grades. I would get her a pair of shoes. So she, I got that. But I also told my son um, I would get him the new video game, the show uh, before um, he went home, because that's kind of like our that's our thing now. Like yep. we play and they, they got the Negro Leagues things in it. But we were yeah. so busy when it came out last week that I didn't get it for him. So purse literally monday night family goes to a nice dinner we do all that and like put the kids to bed and i look at my wife and i'm like i gotta go find him like i was like i'm gonna go put gas now. and my wife knew like she's like you can do that in the morning i was like no 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 i'm at like the super target at 9 58 trying to get to show because i didn't want my little guy to get on the plane without the game that's dope. They have ran. Yeah, so that's my life that's oh, like, for, as calm, for as calm as i see when you put me on camera I'm that duck with the legs going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> just like most fathers, you know, just yes, like I got to yeah. call the wife 16 different times. Like when she sends me to the grocery store, like, wait, is this the kind you want? <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> so it, it's glad to know I'm not the only, uh, it's glad, I'm glad to, to know that I'm not the only one. And um, the other thing I want to touch on before we, you know, get into the nitty gritty is you brought it up kind of too. Like I, I wanted to make that a point to talk about you because you know, I think you're a cool dude, but I don't know, you know, I want to get to peel back some layers, you know, we ain't got to get right. too deep on here, but, but I want to, you know, peel back some layers and get to know Andre a little bit more. Cause I feel like, you know, people, uh, especially around here in my hometown, cause that's, that's where we're at right now. We're trying to grow, right. but you absolutely, know, the absolutely. people I know is, you know, people I see walking on the street, like, Hey, nice podcast. So, uh, I'm, I'm hoping they enjoy this one and, uh, you know, they get to know more about you, the person they see all the time when they watch the guardians. So. I'm excited, but like, what's it like to be, cause everybody knows, you know, Tom Hamilton and, and Rosie and all that. What's it like to be on a, on a, a, a team like that? Because I watched the show that you were on, uh, the Barstool show. And it was like, don't kind of hear that. It was dope to hear that, you know, like, Hey man, that like, me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And also at the same time hearing stuff about, you know, Rosie and Hammy, like stuff that you don't hear uh, on an everyday right. basis. And obviously you guys are emmys you know five times yeah. so you guys know what yeah. you're doing but to be able to like in that you told me and or you told them on the show that it's kind of a you know it's it's a rough um like 
it's a rough uh, place to be a part of in media and all that because everyone's kind of out for themselves because you got to be. But right. to be a part of a team like you're on where, you know, they let you be you, which I think yes. is great. Uh, how, how is that? I'm going to let you talk, I swear. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Um, you know, I've been put on a team's – I grew up in sports. Let me start with that. I grew up in Northeast Ohio. Um, my Like, I had family members or uncles that were coaches. Uh, so I've always kind of been around locker rooms and teams at a young age. Like, my dad would videograph. Like, he was, like, the first DHS – like camcorder. I remember on Friday nights, my dad, we would go to book them of Firestone games because my uncles were coaches. So um, I've always been around sports, man. And the camaraderie of sports have always just kind of been a part of what my life has been. And, and the fast forward through everything that happened in high school, I had the greatest, I mean, I, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, and I got to like step on the St. Vincent St. Mary football field in like sixth, seventh grade. And the field was back in the day, you could get close and you had grass, you know? <laughs> and uh, and I can remember like a team was like backed up in the end zone and I could hear like the high school. Like, and I, I just tell this because this is really me. I could tell, you know, they were in the huddle. And I remember like looking as a little kid, like, man, I, I want to be in that huddle on this field. And it was at St. Francis St. Mary on Green Street. And five, six years later, that happened for me. Um, and I had this the greatest high school football, baseball career um, that I can have. Um, I, I, I got the most out of it. I think all of us could look back and be like, dang, I wish I did this or I was lifting more weights. Yeah. But man, I, I had a blessing. I could walk still. My knees feel decent. Um, <laughs> my head feels pretty all right. And that's something because I've had some buddies that don't feel that way. And I got I got war stories. I got Al Bundy stories. So <laughs> that that builds me. I do, man. I score six. Like literally my kids and my, my wife laugh. There's a field we drive by. And like I point now. And they're like, we know, Dad, you score six <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> so... I tell you all that because working with Rosie, working with uh, on the radio side, working with Hammy on the TV side, working with Matt, Rick, um, I had some situations earlier in my career, um, and I don't want to take all the time up, but I, I've been overblessed. I haven't left Northeast Ohio, first of all, um, but I was with the Browns, and I ended up being a Brown sideline reporter at 26 years old, Damn. and I wasn't ready for it. Like, um, I, I, I handled it. I, you know, I, I, I handled mine. Yeah, but I didn't always. Um, I, I I needed to learn like the politics and the politicking of the games, and you know, and some people didn't take my personality as genuine. I think I can look back and say that now. I think when you smile and you're happy and you're happy go lucky. I mean, you know, you mm. see me from another side because you've been in those clubhouses, and I try to be genuine with people, man, because that's what I was taught um, from my dad, from my uncles, from my parents to be genuine no matter what the situation is. Look a person in the eye. Um, and I, so the Brown situation, I did it for six years and dog, I, I, I like Antoine Winfield, not played against each other in high school and yeah. literally he was playing for the Vikings and he was on the sideline and like pointed at me and all, <laughs> oh, everybody on the team was like, how do you know him? And I'm like, dog, he knocked me out in like the 10th grade. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, so I've had those kind of moments and you know, like Josh Cribbs and I am kind of growing up together. I've known him since he got to Kent. Oh, that's um, dope. Uh, here's a dude you may Jose Davis you may have played against back in the day they played from Bel Air hey hey, hey I ain't um, that old I played against his brother Nate come on now that see I knew you played against Davis see I played against Jose and my boy I knew there was a connection I knew Nate so I've known the Davis family since I was 18 That's and dope. I'm really person um, the cool thing I got right now with where I'm at as you said I'm allowed to be myself um, I think the organization and the people that I know they know that I'm genuine I make mistakes. I may flub a word here and there. 
Um, I, but and 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 I and I try to say I went uh, Jason Kipnis. I did this Jason Kipnis first day. I was on this job. We were in Houston. I went up to him, and I had known Kip because I, you know, I I I'd been around a little bit. Yeah, and he knew me a little bit, you know, but he didn't know me, know me. And I kind of went up to Jason. And I was like, "Yo, I want him here to tell your story. Um, I want to tell your story the right way. Uh, if I ever say something that doesn't match what you want your story to be, please tell me and don't talk." Bleep, bleep behind my back. Yeah, and he stopped what he was doing. You know how ball players are before games. <laughs> he put everything down. He looked me right in the eye. He shook my hand. He goes, "I appreciate that. I will." And he did. <laughs> there were times. There were times. I believe it. The clubhouse. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um. So I think you guys know. And I, like, dude, that's like when I'm when I'm. I've had other opportunities. I'm at home. Um. When I go to the ball, like I went to the ballpark this morning. So happy just to be at the ballpark. I know I'm not playing. Um, but dog, I've been reached like I was always told reach for the highest star. And if you reach high enough, you may fall to another one. I've felt to be. That's what's up. I thought you was about to say, I was like, man, I hope I, my son got to see this because I've been telling them that. I was like, you know, reach for the stars. If you miss, you hit the treetops, which is still good. Right, but but right. I like yours, though. Reach for yeah. the, the tallest <laughs> that's star. Where I'm at. <laughs> P, that's I'm, what I am. And like, and I can take that in, man. It's like, as you know, it's an exclusive, it's exclusive company. Everybody's car don't fit. Yeah. Right. And uh, we got to be better at finding ways to fit. I had an aunt that used to tell me, you know, she was like, you want to be a player, but you should try to, you, you should think about being an owner or be a doctor. All my, all my mom's side of family, they're all doctors or uh, teachers or, okay. you know, so when I said I wanted to do this, I was, I got the gas face. <laughs> like, I were like, you want to do what? <laughs> so well, I had no. to succeed. Dog. Yeah. I had to succeed. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's what's up, man. That's a dope story. And, you know, uh, that's why I like having, you know, people like yourself on the show because, you know, you're, you're, like you said, genuine. I remember I had a lot of teammates, you know, on that bus in the minor leagues get traded over because the other dudes been around me enough where they're like, this is Percy. He's always happy. But some dudes come over like they think it's not me. Like, all right, he's putting on some type of show and it takes him a couple months to go, oh, this is really him. Okay. Dope. All right. <laughs> and because right. not a lot of people are like that. So I, I look at that and being blessed as well. So, uh, but that's dope, man. I, I'm excited uh, to just see, you know, what these, these guardians about to do uh, this year. Um, but I kind of want to, you know, draw a comparison and you tell me if it's valid. I don't know. Okay. Just okay. from what I see. And, you know, I always tell Tristan and the boys, oh, I'm going to be up at so many games, you know, and I make it about two or three a year. <laughs> It's so far away. No, I'm joking. But uh, it's a lot, man. You got kids. You got family. Know, you got life. I know. And it's I do it's feel, a lot. Well, it, I feel bad because those moments when I was playing, you know, the wife's home with the kids, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm going to watch a movie with the with the homies with the with the squad," right. and she's like, "Oh, okay, right. great." Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm changing diapers and and giving the kids a bath. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Uh, so now I'm like home. I'm like, "All right, I'll try to do as much as I can." And uh, now you can barely make it because yeah. you see how they do it. I said, "Dude, I." Dude, on the way here, on the way, getting ready to do this, I, I'm getting my kids couldn't make it to a Cavs game back before spring training, and I promised them. Well, they only got like one more home game this, and so purse, I'm like calling for favor favors, <laughs> like, and I got tickets with it, like I'm. So then I call my wife, and I gotta like bang her, and she's like, "Oh, I know, I know, you got you're at home. I gotta fix it. I gotta take." It. <laughs> I'm like. Hey, and it's a blessing to have, you know, wives and spouses and partners like that in life. So yes. that's another way to be blessed. But uh, but yeah, I wanted to draw the comparison. So for me, being a part of, you know, the Indians in 16, 
That's why I call them the Indians. I assumed when I got to, you know, got called up that it was going to be every man for themselves. They're going to have their personal trainers. You know, they're not going to be doing nah. stuff like team oriented. And it was crazy. It was like a family, you know, and I wasn't expecting that. And it was dope. It was dope. But then I kind of got the same feeling, you know, watching them uh, in 22 and, you know, still talking to some people because they kept calling up uh, guys that I knew yeah. that was, uh, you know, looking at me when they first got drafted, like, oh, Percy Garner's in the big leagues. Now I'm at the crib yeah. and they like in the big leagues. So, uh, <laughs> but, but, but it was funny. And I was like, man, they seem like similar. And then, you know, and I don't want to bring up old stuff, but you know, the Yankees fans was acting crazy and childish and, yeah. uh, you know, miles and them like it, that I, for, for some reason, I felt like that was a moment that just, like, oh, these dudes got my back. And then from then yeah. on, it was just like, boom. I mean, they was already playing well, but I think that just put the glue together. Like, all right, these dudes got and my no back. Doubt. So, no I doubt. No doubt. I, I think you hit on something. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh, you hit yeah. on something about because it's Tito. Um, he has a great way of um, of uniting. I mean, like We told a story, you and I were talking before we came on, and you, bought, you were at dinner, and Tito happened to see you. And he recognized you, and he talked to you for a minute and chopped it up. Tristan says it best. Tristan's like, Tito never BSs you. He never like wastes time to talk to you. Like if he talks to you, he genuinely wants to know, where'd you eat last night? How you feeling? How's your mom? How's your dad? And then like, and then it's move on until he really has to talk to you about something. But the other thing that he does is so genuine and you're in the parallel you have 16, 22 teams very much alike. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Tito because Tito has formed something. Um, you know this, he doesn't make a lot of rules, right? Like it's like be on time, respect the gang. And that yeah. sounds simple. Because there's multiple, it's like how you want to teach your kids. Like, I'm only going to make three rules. Well, really, there are a lot of rules within that rule, yeah, right? And respect true. the game, respect your teammates, um, really how we should live life. And what I saw last year was like a college team, man. It was like, imagine your favorite, like, college high school moment team. Because every team, like, every good team you played on are even bad ones. Like, you have, like, moments of, like, man, that's my guy. Or, that, you know, like, that. And you're happy to see. And they genuinely were. And that's the thing that happened in New York. Um Straw is a wild boy, and like he's a Florida boy, and like we like him, um, and I like him. Like me and him, like we vibe off of who comes up to like certain rappers. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> like, like, if, if, like you know, if, like you can come up to. Uh, I'm trying to think of the one rapper from Florida. Like we know how we know how hard you are where you from by your songs, right? And like he'll come from center field, like Dre, you hear who's got that new Kodak Black? And, like Trump came up to Kodak Black, and we both like, oh snap. Um, <laughs> So that's Miles Trump, yeah, right? That's what's like, like, okay. So when they start messing with his boy Quan, um, we were all like, "Don't do it, don't." Oh, we, oh, we got to go get him, and like, and like, and, and like, Brantley came up with him, and Brantley, I'm saying, Brant's like, man, I told you he's a wild boy, and then they got on that bus, and um, there were a couple moments from last season, man, that were just so genuine and so real, and you know that, like you said, you go into, you've been in the clubhouses, for whatever reason, every clubhouse doesn't buy. Yeah. Um, competition is, you know, competition is, is heavy, right? Like yeah. we had guys in the bullpen teaching guys pitches, the Brian Shaw's of the world kind of helped do that. Love Brian Shaw. Um, yeah, you know, like you, like there's, there was something that was real. It's funny cause I just walked away from the team before we did this. And I kind of asked, how do you bring the chemistry back from a year ago? Because it was organic. It was real. Like I told the story about Stephen Kwan coming home and, the, and it's like the weather's terrible. It's raining sideways. And he gets in like a, a 95 beast style with one like wiper blade. Like, like it's, it was like out of a movie. You know what I mean? Like it was so organic and so cool. But it comes back from Tito. And I started with there and I'll answer. I'll finish the answer with this. You know, Tito kind of puts his wallet like on his desk and he's always like, if you need to borrow something, 
borrow it. Don't tell me. Just put the money back when you can. Um, you've played for him. I think the way he opens the door to people like myself, I think the way he opens the door to the guys that are cooking for the team, the way he opens the doors to the travel guys, um, it makes you kind of fall in line because you don't want to be the, the bad apple when you see the, the leader and the guy that's going to the Hall of Fame treats people the way that he does. That's true. That's big. That's big. And it makes a lot of sense. And there's not a lot of people like that. Like you said, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame people. And once you're, you know, I don't know what it is, but most people are. And I've ran into a few because I was drafted by the Phillies and they had, I was like, how am I going to make the big leagues when they got Roy Halladay, Cole Hamels, Cliff Lee, Roy right. Oswald. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck? Why did y'all draft me? But, uh, <laughs> but you, you run into certain people and you're like, oh, like, okay, that's that dude. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to meet Jim Tomey. And he was another one who reminded me like that. Okay, this is Hall of Famer. And he's talking to me, talking like, oh, yeah, I remember. I seen that Dover exit off 77. Like, it just it, <laughs> it felt dope. Like, oh, this dude is a, is a dope dude, you know. And uh, he's giving tips that the coaches are like, hey, don't don't tell these players that, you know. Because <laughs> he hit a home right. run. They're like, how you know he's going to throw a first pitch change up? He's like, oh, I just knew. <laughs> like, no. Well, wait. First, first, I love that you tell that story because – I try to tell, like, I'm like, man, if you heard Sandy Alomar is the smartest human being I've ever been around on a baseball field. And that man, like, he, quick story on why yep. Sandy's the greatest. We were in Kansas City years ago, and this is about Francisco Lindor. And Lennon, Frankie, if it gets back to you, I love you, my dog. Yeah. Um, but Sandy's genius is genius. We're uh, sitting there, like, we had just put in some new, um, we had had these new graphics on TV of, Showing how far guys could lead off. I'm sure you oh, okay. see it. Like, you'll yeah, be like, oh, this is seven inches. This is whatever. Six feet, five feet. So the night we had, we were having a beverage after the game and, and at the KC like hotel. And he saw the graphic and he goes, Dre, he goes, when you get that graphic to neck tomorrow, um, let me know if one of our guys gets on. And I go, okay. So Frankie gets on in the first inning, takes a lead. And the lead wasn't because Sandy was trying to tell him, your leads are too short. Stop talking to the umpires. Stop being, stop being kissy face with the, their catcher. Get a bigger lead, right? And you know Sandy. Yep. And he's like, and he was like, all right, he's not listening. And he was talking to Hosey too. He was like, they run like they blind. You know, like nobody can see them. He goes, so I want to, know, I want to know how far along they're, they're, you know, with where they're at. Yeah. So Frankie gets thrown out. Sandy comes across the field. And he goes, Andre, tell him how many feet he was, he was, he was, he, you know, he was. And I was like. You were only five feet, you know, like Frankie. And Frankie kind of rolled his eyes up. And uh, he went back out to shortstop. And Sandy, like, just put a piece of gum in and walked to the other end of the dugout. And the lesson was learned. Because after yeah. the inning, Lindor, Lindor and Hosey came over to me. And they were like, what is he talking about? And I was like, he's saying you guys need bigger leads. Your, your leads are like short, you know, short off, you know, a step or two off, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there and I'm realizing, like, he is so, like, a, a hundred miles ahead of the game. Yeah. That he knew last night talking that this moment might come and he didn't have to yell it at him anymore. The TV guy, the kid over there stood in there sweating, <laughs> eating bubble gum is like pointing at his little screen going, there could have, you were here. You should have been here. Yep. And he's a genius telling yep. what pitches are coming, like what, what sequences are coming. He's it's, I am blown away by Sandy Alomar's intelligence. I really am. Yeah. And it, He's also see. I didn't know. Like I assumed he was that intelligence because he was a catcher and all star catcher and played for an amount of years and his whole family played baseball. But the thing that I was blown away by was just how nice he was. Another guy you just don't expect 
because uh, you run into some dudes, some knuckleheads, and you're like, oh, okay, that's that's how they act. But you know, Sandy was just on another level. He got me into biking. My wife wasn't too yeah. happy about that. I spent a lot of money on a bike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I had hurt my knees just like him, so I had to, you know, I had to, I had to fall in line and listen to the band who who went through it all already. But but that is dope, and I, I'm excited for you know this season and excited for the new stadium. I think that's coming in what 25. 25 we got yeah it's <sighs> time for our kids to be ready to play yeah exactly well see i got first <laughs> playing right now and he's just like dad man baseball come on man i'm like really really Why did you break my heart <laughs> what, 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 what i'm glad you're saying that but yeah. what um what 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 does he not love about it yet to be honest i think it's just cold so last year he was fine he you know okay. he, he hated when he got out but everybody does and he was having fun and then he played soccer for the first time and now he's he just loves soccer and I'm like, all right, that's cool, but you're nine, so you're not just playing soccer every yeah, like, really. year round. Like we're gonna play basketball and, and baseball because he decided he don't want to play football, which kind of hurt my heart well, too. No, I was gonna ask you that because yeah. that's a big conversation about family about football. Really? Um, you want you 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 want your guy playing? I'm I want him playing baseball, but football is kind of up. Like I was fortunate not to get hit hard, you know, and to be I around this area. You know, and in college, I never played in a you know enough to get hit. I was in some blowouts right. where I was just handing the ball off. So, <laughs> right, 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 right. But no, yeah. you know what, man? Uh, football, what, do, what are you I thinking? Love, what are you thinking? Yeah, I love football. I love, I love the locker room camaraderie. Yeah, like baseball is great. Like I played them all, but like football camaraderie is different because like it really hurts. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's war. You know it's war. I mean? Yeah. Yes, it really is, and it does build up a characteristic in you, uh, you know, about sacrificing for the old. To the uh, like, I can I can remember we had a, a screenplay my freshman year, and it was muddy against Walsh. Man, uh, I got a good Mike Vrabel story too to tell you oh, how smart Mike oh. Vrabel. Man, I'm like God did things to put me in certain places for a reason. I really I really mean that. Um, but I played so my freshman year I got called up to varsity at Saint V. Never happens, Every, like very rarely, unless your name's LeBron. <laughs> and um, I was a running back, but our our starting running back, a guy named Cameron Pooler, shout out to Cam Pooler. He had a scholarship to Rhode Island. Okay. Uh, he was a senior. He's got kids that play locally basketball and coach basketball. Um, great dude, though. I was a C. He was a senior. I was a freshman. Um, never. It's all this. I think this is all about good people. Is what we're really getting at. Cam took me under his wing. He was a starting running back. They called me up to play in the varsity game. They tell me a play to run in, and like I was too like. I was 14 years old, just like happy. And I got like halfway, you know, I got the quarterback and I remember looking at him and was like, flip right. And like, just, <laughs> and my mouth just stopped, right? <laughs> and uh, the crazy thing is though, Mike Brable, because I was playing receiver, it's because our running back was our running back. Yeah. And I came in and I went up to line up as wide receiver and I was nervous. And Mike Brable was playing D to DN. And he said, hey, you little little guy, you come in here and try to chop me, I'm going to break your neck. And first, I literally, I was uh, Was like, that your assignment? <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> so I start coming in motion, and I'm here, I'm like, oh! Like I, and he, he literally put his knee under here. Like, I went to cut him, and he knew he made the tackle, three-yard stop, stood over him, and he's like, I told you not to do that. <laughs> And I'll always forget all these seniors oh. helping me. It was the worst moment of my life, right? Right? Like I had never failed on a football field ever. Like I, I was the man. 
And I'll never forget them linemen picking me up. And they're like, hey, man, you can't show your blind talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on the team, but I fit in there. Yeah. Like, I was one of them then. Yep. Um, so I want that for my son, but I, I do worry about the head injuries, man. I, I And I know he wants it. My wife played soccer in college. She's a really good soccer player, really good Ooh. baseball player. But I want him to play football. But I just yeah. don't know. I'm nervous about it. I am. Yeah. When I and I play quarterback, and you're not right. always guaranteed to play quarterback where it's safe. Nowadays, it's safe. Right. You know? Right. I mean, right. I lined up against Larry English and and was just praying to God that Lord, <laughs> don't let this man. <laughs> and you know, it was. It, it's something that I never can take back. And I always, I had a neighbor who was really good at football and baseball and he was playing both as a freshman. And he told me, yeah, I love baseball. I'm looking at some schools and I'm like, well, as soon as you step foot on that on Friday night lights as the quarterback of this school, everything is going to change. And literally walked across the street after his first game. I was like, so what's your, what's your favorite sport now? And he's like, yeah, football. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no! It's nothing like being in Ohio being a Friday night. I had a, I had a, jo- I had a job, I had a job opportunity at a local news station, a dream job come true, a job that if you would have told me twenty years ago, I would have been offered, I would have, I would have served, I would, I, whatever. It yeah. was, you know, it, was, it would have been a dream, and I couldn't say yes. And uh, and the person that was offered a job, they're like, why? And I was like, there is nothing like growing up in Akron, Ohio, and being on a Friday night, Friday night lights. Like, I felt like how I grew up and what, what my peers were, there was nothing like it. Whether I played at Maslin Stadium, whether I played here or here, I played at St. V. Um, and then in my career that I have now, um, there is nothing like 7.05, Thursday night, 7.10. Um, I'm not playing, but my heart still gets that little, that little ooh, like the lights come on. Um, and it like, so, and that's what I had to tell this person to offer me the job. I'm like, thank you for this offer. I can't say thank you enough. I go, but I can't get an adrenaline rush from doing the six o'clock news. Like I can't stand it on a, on a professional field, getting ready for a game. Yeah. That's real. That's, that's, so, yeah. uh, that's a dope story too. Appreciate you for sharing. But yeah, that is, that is so real. And I mean, even our, I mean, it equates to me, you know, kind of, you know, the Indians, we had a good relationship and, they invited me back for uh, you know a job opportunity in it. I really wanted to, but I I, I just couldn't for the thing that just because I feel like it's too soon. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and I'm just like, oh, you know. But um, well, keep but, it in here. Keep not to cut you off. Yeah. keep it in the uh, keep it in your crosshairs. Keep oh, it I in, will. Like keep it because like it may have been too soon, but there's also nothing like being involved in the game and the game needs good people as you as you see and as you know um but it can be difficult when you still think you can play right yeah like like when i was doing browse games and i was in my mid-20s like i knew i could play but i still was looking at dudes (laughs) and i had like you know remember like we wouldn't have it like i was in the 90s like we didn't have like we had like magazines to find out like the top recruits or whatever else i couldn't go to twitter and be like oh that dude is dope (laughs) you know he does this so like, do you remember like like when you would show up to play again? Like our film was still grainy. Like Matt yeah. Edwin and I were talking about that, right? Yeah. Like I'm, you would see a team, and you'd be like, "I think he's big." No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you couldn't even see the ball when I would throw it. Sometimes they gave us the highlight film, and you know we threw the ball every time. And I'm like, "Bro, you can't even see my passes on here." And I'm not trying right? to say I was throwing darts, but you know, you were. Fo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the football don't move as fast as the baseball, but I know I I don't know if you saw it. You know, the, whoever's running the Guardians Instagram saw it, but 
you know, at Dave and Buster's, I did pump 95 over there. I saw. How did that feel? <laughs> it felt good, but, you know, you still got to be how'd angry. How did it feel the next day? Oh, it, hey, the lat, everything on this whole side was just gone. But <laughs> as you can see, though, if you've ever been to Dave and Buster's, there's a 32, a 16, an 8, and a 4. And that depends on your accuracy. And you saw I was at the 8. So in my mind, I knew I was like, well, I can still throw hard, but there's. <laughs> And well, like you said in the broadcast when I was up there, yeah. and you guys were showing me love on TV. Appreciate that, by the way. Yes, because uh, you guys were talking about you know Bieber, and you know when I saw him coming up in minor leagues, he was ninety four, ninety six, and all that. And I had just assumed you know that's why he's you know as good as he is. I know he had control and didn't walk anybody for hundred innings. I was at the game when he walked his first dude. I was like, bees, bro. <laughs> What's wrong? What's up? Yeah, and, you know, and I had a hundred walks and ten innings, but. Um, <laughs> The, the thing that was crazy is that's not something that was on his radar. He knew, you know, there's a lot of things that go into pitching. And, yes, he was throwing hard then, but we obviously saw him. I think you guys were talking. He was like 90-92, but he still dominated right. the game. He might have even threw a complete game. I can't remember, but you guys were talking about how great he threw. And then I was there with the 99 miles per hour shirt on, you know, and it was <laughs> you show me some love like you always do. Um and, you know, but you had to bring up the truth, which was real. Like, hey, you know, 99 miles per hour is nice, though. But, you know, we got to we got to throw strikes. And, and and that's what's important. And that's what I'm trying to, you know, obviously, I'm I'm working with the team that my son's on. And, you know, there was a kid last night who's super timid. And I was timid. I was never like a go getter, like at a young right. age. I was a late bloomer. I'll just I'll just <laughs> I yeah. was a late bloomer. Um but this kid and he's like, "Did you play for the Guardians?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." So, so listen up, you know what I'm saying? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, listen, kid. Yeah. <laughs> but um, tell your little brother. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I, I, I say all that to just, you know, bring it back to like, man, the the staff and I tell people like, and I, I'm not trying to slam other organizations. Um, and I love the the Phillies. The people there are amazing. But it was just it was just different when I came to Cleveland and it we just vibed better and it just it worked. And and then, you know, a year and a half later I was playing in Cleveland. So it just uh, it, 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 well, it meant me, a whole bunch. This. Yeah. You don't gotta put anybody down. Um I think their record and what they do. Like somebody asked me, I was on an interview earlier before I came on with you guys, and they were like talking about the Andres um Jimenez contract extension that's going to be that's kind of coming and there's a couple more that are coming yeah uh another relief pitcher that's going to get something and we're and working on with Tristan and um stuff and and you know how people can put things out there the book Cleveland Indians Guardians what they've done over the last 10-15 years it's not a fluke um it comes back from good people man like and, and doing things the right way and treating people the right way uh and letting people grow like you know like they can draft or they can sign a Percy and they can have a Shane Bieber and they can have a, you know, they can bring a Mike Clevenger in, or you know, they can have different. They can have a Classe. Um, I think the one thing that, and I don't want to be all hokey or anything like that, but I, I really <laughs> feel this stuff. So I'm, I'm not saying it because yeah. I'm trying to. Uh, baseball has been like life to me my whole life. Because um, the one thing all ball players, big league ball players, tell you, and minor league guys too, is uh, baseball is a game of a failure. Yep. And how you deal with failure kind of plays out what your career is and how your season goes a lot like life um you know like my dad had to say to me and i know i said to my kids he would always be like hey man everybody ain't gonna like you like, like and he was saying flippantly and my and i could hear my mom be like don't say that he's like <laughs> and now 
20 years later, now I'm doing it. My wife's like, why would you tell the kids that? Because I'm like, we have to have a reality of like, like of what the base of life really is going to be. There are going to be days, I have to tell my kids, there are going to be days that like things don't go your way. Like, and how you bounce back from that tells me who you are, what you are. This organization is pretty good at, and I can bring up like 2020 and there were so many race things going on. And, and I can, and I can say mm-hmm. this and I don't feel bad saying it, man. I had conversations with Terry Franconi and Francona and, and Chris Antonetti that I never thought I would have that they pursued, not me, that they like picked up their phones, that they emailed and talked to me. And I'm a, I'm a small, 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 small <laughs> part of what that organization stands for. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm around it and they respected my feelings and what my thoughts were and how I felt. Uh, and I know they do that throughout the entire building, the entire, and I think that's what sets them apart from the industry. No, they don't pay the guys the most, yeah. but I think they make you feel like there's a reason Jose Ramirez wants to be here the rest of his career. Prime example. Um, yeah. The prime example. So I'm blessed for that because I've worked for all, all three Cleveland organizations and I ain't going to hate on nobody. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm glad I, I cover what I come. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that you said that because it's you. Know, I, and I, I loved how you said, you know, you ain't got to put anybody down, but, you know, just lifting up your experience with uh, a certain organization or, or you know, right. the people that you're around. I mean, it's dope. Um, you know, I'm glad that we're getting some of these stories out that I can't, you know, because people always come to me, you know, who was your favorite teammate? And I honestly am like, bruh. I liked everybody, to be honest. <laughs> there wasn't one person where I'm like, oh, let me avoid this dude. Like, everybody. Well, a, right. It's the coolest vibe. Like, yeah. first, like, we're in Seattle right now. And I don't want to tell, like, like almost all our starting pitchers last night, because we we have a, we, uh, we we're at a grand high. I shouldn't say, so yeah, whatever. So we all go down <laughs> to dinner, and, like, half the pitching staff and Josh Naylor is sitting with them. Like, you know, like to me, like, that's not how teams usually is like pitchers hang with pitchers. Yep. You know that, like, like infielders hang with infielders, Dominicans hang with Dominicans. And it's yeah. like, no, man, there's, there's a little bit of, and because like baseball locker rooms, clubhouses have a little bit of eighth grade to them, right? <laughs> they like, you know, like the cool tables, like every team is cool. That, and that's what I like. And that's why Jose is a great player and makes his team work. And you know that. Yeah. Like, Jose may have barely knew your name. <laughs> But Jose knew what you could do on the field, right? Yep, true. Like, like if he if he knew you threw, he saw you throw 95, 99, he was going, Gunner! Like, he, like, he's going to yell something. You know, and, like, and that makes you feel a part of it, right? Yep. That makes you, the coolest here, I got a cool story for you. Because, like, baseball, man, I love baseball so much, and I use these stories with my own kids and, and, and talking to people. Jose and I kind of came in together. And his, I think in 16, when we had, yeah, um, Arrive was here, and Arrive was kind of somebody he looked up to. Former, he was a Dominican, yeah. and had, had a lot of success. Won in Chicago, um, you had been around for like 15, 16 yeah. years. <laughs> um, and there's this way I'm gonna finish this story that's that's wild. Um, so he that was perfect, like because he didn't have a position. Jose came up, he was a shortstop, shortstop. Obviously, obviously, he was gonna be Lindors. So it, it was weird. He was only like 20, 21 years old. In Dominican age, as they say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that. What were you going to say? I know. I, 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 <laughs> um, uh, so they brought him in and they had Mike Napoli. Mm. And Mike Napoli signed, best and greatest leader of all time in, mm-hmm. in all of the sports. I'm, I'll put that down. There's a Hall of Fame for it. He would be the first guy in it. Um, and so I walk in and we're in Houston again. And obviously, 
you know, his countrymen took him under his wing and told him, if I can play, or your remake kind of told him, if I can play 15 years with your versatility, you can play 15 years. And this is before he was banging the home runs out. This was Jose Helmet flying all over the place, doubles, stealing bases, you know, like, you know, the, 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 and he, we still get those moments, yeah. which is awesome. Um, so he got that from a revet. But Mike Napoli, white guy from Florida, you know, wears his hair a little bit different. You got the big beard. Um, they would play cards every day and they barely could communicate, but they found a way to communicate. And what Mike Knapp and I and Jose, I have a matter of fact, I gotta do something real quick. Yep. Um, we have a we have a on season opener on April eighth, I believe, next Friday, uh, we will have a Jose Ramirez um, uh, show for thirty minutes to an hour uh that we did this past January when I went to his home in Bonnie, Dominican Republic. It will be on on Bally's after the home opener. Uh, but I, this is a dream come true for me. I've been wanting to do this for a very long time. But I will have a documentary on Jose Ramirez coming out Friday Dope. night after the home opener. Dope. Please watch. Okay. And I think you're going to learn about him and see about him. Um, but I have him admitting to me that Arebe and Mike Napoli changed his career because they both put faith in him and told him he could do this. And I tell that story because it's the most beautiful thing of baseball. It took a Dominican that made him feel comfortable uh, to kind of get out of his own skin. But then it took a white man that had nothing else like him, but they found common ground in playing cards every day and talking, hitting, and finding like the, the way to, to build language that uh, Jose sees him as one of the most important people in his life yes. and, and like in his baseball career. Uh, even though they could, couldn't talk for 30 minutes together having a normal <laughs> conversation. And Purse, is that not a baseball clubhouse? I love that I you can have handshakes with a guy and y'all barely know English together. You can <laughs> you can celebrate together. Like you're like, yeah, dude, it's 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 a beautiful thing. And I just want more people to realize like our differences can be our can be our intuitive advantage when we put them all together. Exactly. And and I have a quick little story from my own, you know, right that that matches up with that. I just gave a speech at Strasburg Seasoned Seniors. It's a club of of seniors, and you know, there was someone that spoke before me and I was kind of noticing, like, damn, these seniors ain't really paying attention. They ain't paying no attention, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on. That's, I know y'all, you know, once you get a certain age, you feel like you can just do whatever you want. But right. I was just like, man, that's kind of messed up, you know, because I knew the speaker. And I'm like, she got something good to say. And then when I got up there, it was just like, like, they just was locked in. And, you know, I was obviously talking baseball and all that. And, right. and sports just in general, because the, the person that spoke before me was like, that was amazing. She didn't even care about that they weren't paying attention to her and having conversations while she was talking. She was just like, I grew up here and you know, 30 years ago, that would have never happened. And right. She was like, they were just hanging on every word and just the experience to my mind. I was like, you know, it's sports. I wasn't thinking like it's sports. I was just like, Oh yeah, I was good at baseball. So it helped me out. You right. Baseball has right. done a lot right. for me. Baseball been very, very good to me. No. Very good to me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> It's it it's it's sports just do so much, man. And I, I hope people understand because it can, you know, there can be some arguments on favorite teams, but you're still having that 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 conversation. Hey, the <laughs> best the best fights you've ever had are that way, right? <laughs> exactly. Like on like on the real, some of the best fights like you ever like that you know you can have yep. are with the, like, and you walk in the next day and kind of look at each other like we still beefing <laughs> <laughs> and you got that moment of all right we good we good we good let's go out and compete together but right um but that's dope man and see and you know i always i even warned you i'm like look we got this outline but i know we ain't gonna stay on it but 
<laughs> but that means it's been a good show in my eyes, in my eyes. But me as well. Yes, I want to. I, I do want to get back, um, back on before we close. Um, just like because I'm a video nerd, you know, I was always wanted to create content. You know, I got me a camera, trying to purchase me another one, and you know, audio equipment. I love all that stuff, man. And it's just like, are you into that? Are you just you love baseball? You love talking baseball? Um, just real quick, are you, are you a, yeah. are you a video nerd or are you just like I'm a baseball fan? I want to share it with baseball fans, and and I I'm love a, talking about the Indians or Guardians. I uh, yeah, um, that's a good question. <laughs> Cause I'm a nerd, but it's not a. I, what I, I'm becoming a nerd person, and this oh, is okay. the truth. And wanting to tell people stories. Um, so I love video games, but I'm not like since I became a parent, it's changed. Like I said, yeah. man, my son and I, AJ, now we've got this great connection because the show, like, he wasn't in the baseball for a while, man, and then like for whatever mm. reason, the show last year we start playing. And now my, my man can run down lineups like it ain't nobody's business. Okay, so you know? that's what I'm doing. I'm about to go buy the show right now. Yes, go buy it. This is the best commercial <laughs> the show could have. And they got the Negro Leagues on it. I know, got, I saw that. Man, yes, they got Bob Kendrick on it, who I met in Kansas City when I went to the Negro. Like, he is the best to tell stories. So oh. the show has helped cultivate that. And it's put in like, because my, uh, my niece, she's pregnant with her first kid. And I just told her because her husband, like her husband's like an engineer. He's like, he plays video games till two, three in the morning every night. I love it. And I was like, hey man, I don't want to bust this bubble, but we had my kids. That was the last time I really played like that. Um, but my I I'd say all that because I would love to play video games like I used to, but really I'm genuine in, genuinely into um I want to be great at telling stories, man. I want to be able to uh what I'm doing with this Jose thing is huge for me. It's something that I've been asking for for a very long time. Um it's made it's what you know it's just like what sports were for us um i, I don't want to speak for what your career was but i can speak for mine like athletically i was pretty good but when i got to a certain age I realized i wasn't going to always be the fastest guy on the field i wasn't going to be the biggest guy on the field i became a nerd wanted to play the chess and checkers mm. of football like i love like I love sitting down man and doing x's and o's like oh, like yeah. i'm a, like like you know like i like you and i could like some people get off and watch movies, this or that. I'm literally like, we can put X's and O's up in defenses and where yeah. the hole's going to be to throw the ball. Like, yeah. that gets me going. Love diagnosing so, coverages. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? Like, so I'm in a point now where, man, I've got this great career. I've got a great family. Um, and I still want to be great. Like, I still have, like, that, you know, like, I'm competitive. Like, I don't want to put nobody else down. But I got an opportunity. And people like yourself, um, people like Tristan McKenzie, people like Mike Napoli, people like Jose um, Ramirez, uh, they deserve to have their stories told because I still remember what it was like in the 90s growing up and wanting to know everything about Manny Ramirez. Like, and I didn't have the internet. Like, yeah. I didn't have, you know, like Manny Ramirez was my guy. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to finish like him. <laughs> I wanted to pick the foot up like him. Like, I, I was, you know, Rick, I'm reading right now and I'm I'm reading the Ricky Henderson book. Ooh, um, okay. And it's beautiful, man, because I wanted to be—I wanted to steal bases like Ricky Anderson. And I remember, like, when he would like hit the glove off his leg before he would snap catch it. Like, and I was on the snap catch. Like, I was like, I was—I learned how to snap catch. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> um, so I want to be that—that that vehicle for the kid that—that's like me that wants to know the most about their player. Yeah. That maybe somebody watches this Jose um, documentary next week, and they're going through a tough time. 
or they're going through a point in time where they don't believe completely in themselves or believe in their, their dream. Um, and that gives you motivation to see how somebody that you see on television every night, um, how he's pulled his way through because his story is crazy, man. I went to Bonnie. Um, I sent a video and I can send it to you. I sent a video of the field he played on growing up. Oh. It had glass on it. It had no grass on it. Um, there wasn't running water near the area where he lived at that time. Um, I took the video. I sent it back to my parents. I sent it to Tito. Um, I, I had tears in my eyes, man. I stood on the mound yeah. and I took a, like a video from like the mound and just showed like, this is what he came from. Wander Franco. That This is like, we all have got some stories. Yeah. We all had some tough moments, but, uh, so I, I think, I guess I know it's a long way of answering. I'm sorry. No, it's good. I'm it's a good. nerd. I'm a nerd to wanting to, um, I want to be the best storyteller I can be, man. I want to, um, cause I'm learning too. Like yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be 45 in a couple of days. And I think the best thing that's happened to me is I can take a step back and I can learn from your, your experiences. Um, and I hope others can learn from mine. Yeah. See, that's dope because a lot of people don't understand that. I just learned this once I started, you know, going down the YouTube rabbit hole of, <laughs> you know, how to make good videos and how to, you know, entertain people and keep them coming back. Telling, you know, being a great storyteller is just the art in all of life. If you're doing marketing, if you're doing what you're doing, if you're, you're, if you're doing anything, being a good storyteller, that's how Steve Jobs, when he left and went to right. Pixar and came back to Apple and then they took over the world, that's what it was all based on storytelling and how they right. market their stuff. I saw how one do you captivate people. Yeah. How do you captivate them? Right? I never knew what a Mac was. In 2007, I saw one commercial right after my graduation party. And I'm a computer nerd. I was going to school right. for computers. And I've right. only seen a PC. Didn't even know what a Mac was. I saw one commercial, bought a Mac, $2,500. Took all my graduation money and spent, bought a uh, Mac. Uh, so you know it's powerful. So Right. Um, but well, I'm, I'm uh, glad you let said me that. Finish, let me, yeah. Thank you. And let me finish the story on Jose and uh, Juan Arrive and Mike Napoli. The last game that Juan Arrive played was in Anaheim. It was about 100 degrees. The grass is about that tall. Mike Trout hit one of the hardest balls I've ever seen. And it hit Jose and it hit Arrive in a bad place. Um, and the next day, there's like a viral, there's a viral tweet of mine from back then. Um, and somebody just retweeted to me like two weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, and the, the quote from Juan Arrive was like, I don't wear a cup because they don't want to make one big enough for me. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's true. It was the last play he really ever played. And Jose Ramirez took off and became Jose Ramirez. Oh, and I remember that too. That's dope. <laughs> that is dope. Juan Uribe. That's what's up. And those are stories you you know you can't get anywhere else, man. And I I, I appreciate you coming here. Uh, quickly, let's wrap up with the 2023 Guardian season outlook. Would you? Who do you expect? Let's let's make it easy because. I mean, there, there's a lot that can go into a 23 season outlook right. for 162 games. Um, who do you think the world would be surprised by? Or is there anyone on the roster that is, you know, that hasn't really been heard of? I know there there's one guy that I have in mind, but I just want to know. I don't I don't know. I just quite say his name correctly. So I'm gonna leave it up to you. Um, <laughs> who? Who? You tell me. I got who. Uh, I want to say it's infielder Valera. Valera, the catcher. Valera. Is, is that his name? Oh, no, no, the outfielder. Yeah, yeah, George Valera. Oh, yeah, he's an outfielder. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, we, not, I, I, you don't think he's going to make a debut this year? He, yeah, yeah, he might. He's, he might he's okay. Oscar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to answer how I'm going to answer. Okay, yeah, um, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to let you do your boy. I'm going <laughs> to let, 
because I like him too. I like yeah. I like George. George has got George has got George got some swag. Uh, that's why I like and, him. <laughs> as you should. But this is why I would like having these conversations, and you and I have to continue having them because having a lot of swag in baseball ain't always what it is. Yeah. And he and he's got to build. He's got to work through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the only um, reason I didn't like wearing a being a pitcher because I couldn't wear nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, man, come on, man. Let me, let me, let me put this on. Let me, let me put my headband. So yeah, let me do um, something. Yeah, my, uh, my pick would be uh, Andres Jimenez. I think I don't know if I'm allowed to use him, especially now that he's worth a hundred million dollars. I was about to dollars. say, <laughs> yeah. but I've been that's on fine, him, man. That's fine. But I'm, you know, I'll give you something quick on him. His first year here, he saw how small Jose was, and he was like, "Well, if Jose can hit home runs like that, I can." And he kind of kept changing his stance, kept like, he just couldn't find a stance that worked. And Tito was kind of like, why do you keep changing? Like, who, like, who are you? Find your stance. And he goes, well, he said, he goes, well, you know, I, I thought I could do what Jose could do. He was like, go look at what Jose did before Jose became Jose. Him, mm. he came back last year and he was mini Jose. And he's on the way to being a superstar. My guy, though, is, is Oscar Gonzalez. Mm. He's raw. He's got power. I uh, When I went over to the DR to do the thing that I did, the doc on Jose, I actually did something with uh, with Oscar that you'll see as well. Grew up about six miles away from where Vladimir Guerrero was born and raised. Mm. Um, talking about swag, Vladdy Sr. has a mountain. When you do this down in your, in your town, let me know. He's got a mountain that's so big, Purse. It's got a two seven and Guerrero underneath, and his no house is on top of the mountain. Swag, <laughs> dang, that but, is dope. But I bring it up because a scout, an old scout, the Dominican, who I was allowed to talk to, said like he never wants to put a pressure on a kid and compare a kid. He goes, but Oscar has some traits that Vladimir had young. You know, being able to swing at pitches and, and, and drive pitches that most people can't touch. Um, he's a good kid too. He's intelligent. Comes from a great family. I hope people get to know Oscar Gonzalez and he blows up the spot because if he does with Josh Bell in the middle of the lineup, uh, the Guardians are doing something this year, a little bit like the 90s. Hemi and Oscar Gonzalez are going to hit 6, 7, 7, 8, like Manny Ramirez and Jim Tomey did early on. It's going to take so much pressure off of them because even despite them having the ability to be middle of the the order hitters, I think that changes the game. And um, so I think that's that's what I'm looking forward to. The other thing I'm looking forward to, and, and you know this, is uh, how they deal with adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, all those comeback wins were awesome. Uh, they they became a thing of them their own, right? Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that when the ball's thrown out there this weekend, that that immediately becomes who you are. You got to earn that. So, how they deal with uh, adversity? Do they bounce right back like they did last year, or does it take a trip to New York City? And mm-hmm. you know, uh, we'll see. Tito always Tito's teams are always better in the second half. So I've learned. Not to make a decision or say something too too soon when it comes yeah. to the Cleveland Indians, the Guardians teams. Yeah. Well, I like that. I didn't. I didn't want to say Oscar because he had on run uh, off me right before I uh, in my last year with the Indians <laughs> with the Guardians. Really? Yeah. They were like, "Hey, you know, it's, they were, you know, I was trying to get back off my injury, and I was facing him, and my velo was getting back up there, so I was feeling myself." And he said, "I don't care about that velo." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, right, "Who is this? Who is this?" Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's got raw. Yeah, uh, let me yeah. ask you this. On the real, um, there's that movie of the substitute teacher that goes out and he throws pitches to... Harp? Oh. Uh, the, yeah, no, he no, throws no, no, pitches no. and he goes back and he ends up playing for Tampa Bay. Uh, is it, could that ever be your story that you just... One day, 
you throw it a couple more times and go, let me go out to this buyer league team and see if I can pitch. I, Are I, you done, done? So I got a homie. His name is Devon Torrance. And he calls me every year and says, hey, man. Ken McKinley, right? Ken McKinley. Ken you, you went to Canton South. Canton South, South. That's right. Yes. I know the name. Go ahead. Yeah, he calls me every year. And he's like, bruh, you, you, you trying to play some more? And I'm like, the only thing really holding me back is, is family and my knees. I think the arm, everything is still working. And I throw BP now. I feel like I got my control down. I'm ready. But. I, I'm done, done. I ain't leaving the rainbow. You know, I, and my board is probably like, wait, wait, what is Andre doing? Don't say that. My bad, my bad. Hey, if he go, though, he can get more money than he can give to the board. That is 100% sure. But, but, uh, but, I mean, it always, I don't think about it that often, but when I go to a game in person, I'm just like, oh. when I watch yeah. it on TV, I'm fine. But when All I'm right. in person, I'm like, oh, man, you know. But because I always get the question, why'd you quit? I'm like, no, I didn't quit. I just, as my son would say, daddy was fired. <laughs> <laughs> my body quit. Yeah. You tell him. <laughs> yes. But Andre, man, so dope having you on the show. Thank you for all the stories. Thank you for being you. Um, I appreciate you. Um, I'm excited for this year. And, uh, you know, I hope. You know, maybe we run into each other down the road. We and, and we do we need will. to, you know, stay in contact because, you know, baseball sometimes I think on purpose I I get away from it just so I don't miss it. So I feel you. I feel <laughs> but when you when you do miss it or you need something, let us know. Right. Um uh the beautiful thing is I've been able to have a lot of beautiful relationships with a lot of people and I and I try to give everybody um the time to tell their story. and I love telling yours. Uh, I was excited to tell yours as I am to tell Tristan's or I was to tell uh, Roberto Perez. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time and allowing me to do that, man. And anything I can do to help push you along, I'm, I'm here to help, dog. I mean, I'm here. I'm, and I'm, that's, a, I'm an avid listener. That's I real you. because I saw, I've watched some stuff and you, you be, you were, <laughs> you were cheerleader for people, man. And that's good. Yes. You be trying I to, am, man. you, you elevate people and that, that's what's up. And I appreciate that. I, I talked to a school. I did something like close to you did, and I told a school man, I was like, "Hey man, I'm an old school point guard. And I ain't one of these point guards that need 30 shots." I, you know, like I just get my 15 points and 10 assists, and I feel better. <laughs> I feel like, I, no, no, on a real note, and I, I want to tell this to stop bragging. Um, I got a friend, Ricky Smith, that runs Random Acts of Kindness everywhere. And a couple of weeks ago, I took my daughter out to dinner. We went to dinner just her and I. She's 10 years old, and it was Random Act of Kindness Day. And you talk about mm. being me trying to be like a person that helps people. I, I really do because I feel like that's the purpose that God put us here, put me here for. I don't want to put it on everybody else. Yeah. Um, but I, my my daughter, always we always wear these random acts of kindness sweatshirts and shirts around the house. My wife, I do. Um, and my daughter's not wearing it because she thinks they look cool, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we were out to dinner. She was, and I was like, honey, it's random act of kindness day. She was like, well, what does that mean? And I was like, well, I go pick a family in here and 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 we'll buy their dinner. And uh, we did it. And she got tears in her eyes after it happened when the family came up and thanked us. Said no one had ever done that for for their family. And my 10-year-old daughter started crying. And she was like, Dan, thank you for doing this. This felt better than any gift I've got on Christmas. Dang. To me, Purse, that was one of the best days of my life. Mm. So I genuinely try my best. I'm not perfect. Yeah. I fail. I fall down. Down. But I genuinely try to do that because when I was able to see it come back through my daughter, I realized that's what I'm supposed to be here to do to try to help as many as we can. Well, that's dope, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for telling that one, too, because that's the yeah. big one. That's the big one. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, 
I, I can I, I plan on having this podcast going. So, you know, maybe down the road we come back. We, you know, because I love telling your story and you know, I feel like there's more there. And there's a lot of stuff we didn't cover. But um <laughs> But uh yeah, I love you, Andre, and I look forward to seeing you on the screen and and, and, and talking White. about the uh the Guardians, the twenty twenty three Guardians and what they about to do to the to the league this year, man. Appreciate you. And um, everybody watching, we appreciate you. This will be live Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in. Like and subscribe. We're trying to grow. We need to reach more people. If you're enjoying the content, share it with somebody that you love. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.